the Kate Daly Show coin. Please get your replica coin. There's only two weeks left, guys, and they're gone and forever. And I just wanted to make sure that you had the chance to get one. This is a beautiful coin modeled after Lady Liberty with the stars around her. First coin ever minted in the United States. It's marked up to $99 because it's a fundraiser for the show. We've never done a fundraiser for the show. This is amazing. We could have done shirts and hats, but we wanted something that put money back in your pocket, especially right now when you should be buying precious metals. This is real silver. It's a silver round, puts 30 to 40 bucks back in your pocket. Silver and gold are just going up. So I, I'm asking, this is an ask, Never done this in 12 years, but we really need you uh, to uh, get the remainder of these uh, coins. They're so beautiful, these replica coins. You can go um, to my studio and get them for cash or check. And uh, right here at Canyon Media Studios in Utah. Or you can buy one online right now, katedallyradio.com. And you can purchase those and they'll ship them off right away. Please get your replica uh, coin, your Kate Daly Show collector's coin comes in a Welcome to the MyPillow 2.0 commercial. Good. Cut. We got it. Welcome to the set of the MyPillow 2.0, the most amazing pillow in history. That new technology is still the MyPillow's patented fill. And now we have new technology we didn't have back when I invented MyPillow that's going to help you sleep. It's absolutely amazing, and you're the first ones that can check it out. Go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code on your screen, and we brought back the buy one, get one free. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code Kate, K-A-T-E, to help the show, but also to get your buy one, get one free pillow with the new patented technology. And guess what? You can get through a whole night. You won't be sweating through the night. In fact, it keeps your neck and head really cool, and you're going to love the new patented technology on this 2.0 pillow. Get one. You're going to love it. I'm serious. Thanks, you guys. Beautiful case. Thank you. Listen to the Kate Daly Show. Warning may cause excessive shrugging, deep sighing, and eye rolling. The show starts now. I was born in a cellar at home, delivered by Dr. McGraw. We had one bedroom for my sister, myself, and my parents. We had a half bath and a kitchen. Seven and a half years we lived in that place. There was no welfare. There was no food stamps. There was no safety net. But I always had plenty to eat. Because every time I asked for a second, my dad would say, no, you had plenty. <laughs> but the reason I was born with a silver spoon, my dad had only gone to the third grade. That's all the education he had. But why was I born with a silver spoon in my mouth? Because I was taught by my parents. The life's a matter of making choices, wherever you are, good or bad, because of choices you make. Don't blame anybody else, but if you get an education, you're willing to work and overcome problems and difficulties, in this great country, you can amount to something. That's how I, that's why I was born with a silver spoon. I was in this country and I was taught personal responsibility for choices you made. Uh, the coach, uh, Lou Holtz, uh, talking about what America what America really is and what we're supposed to be. And I love that story. I love that story from him. Uh, just an awesome coach. Uh, welcome to the Kate Daly Show. Last hour, got Uncle Milty. Ha, sir. Hello. And, of course, uh, the great, the great. They're both great. Dr. Uh, Duke Pesta. How are you, sir? 
I am doing fine. <laughs> so you guys. Oh, you know, just worship a little bail in the morning. Uh, have a little satanic, uh, you know, meeting in the afternoon. Uh, play some music, yo, apparently. Yo, yo. And, uh, you know, just go all in. Horns and all. Uh, um, I'm, I'm still <laughs> dancing to the Grammys. Oh, my hey, God. Hey, there's music in the Grammys? I oh, guess. Somewhere. <sighs> you know, the funny thing is that, um, I mean, maybe we just got to surrender to the left. I mean, here we are watching over the last 20, 25 years as how worship uh, has come under uh, attack. The mm-hmm. left liberals hate it. No one's going to church anymore. Uh, right. uh, church services are toxic and all that stuff. But who knew? If you start worshiping the devil, it's all it's all good now, right? Hey, we're so, all, uh, yeah. I mean, it's all, you know, might as well just go like all out because I was citing last uh, hour that it was uh, 51 million, 53 million people watched um, the Grammys back in 1999. That's a lot of people, right? 51 yeah. million people. Now we're down to 8 to 12 million. So that's a good <laughs> sign that people are turning it off, considering the fact that we have more population now and less people are watching. But I feel sad for those that watch, that eat it up, and I feel even sadder for those sitting in the audience who would not get up and leave a performance like that. An ode to Satan. Very strange. It, you know, to me, the bigger problem is that all art in this country, it was mm-hmm. the, the little painting that's going right. on, the uh, the musicals like Hamilton, uh, when you think about where literature is in America today, movie making today, uh, it's as if the entire creative aspect of our culture decided that it's either too hard or too hard to follow. Mm-hmm. So we're going to we're going to substitute actual creation for agitprop for right. woke agitprop. I mean, uh, and I'll tell you why, because it sells. I mean, yep. uh, how many kids that have gone to school, in the, let's say 35 and, and under, how many 35 and unders, unders in this country actually have the sophistication, the education to be able to determine what is and what is not artistic? Yeah, this new mantra, right, that everything mm-hmm. is art or art is whatever you want it to be. Right. Uh, completely. I mean, think about that. That is like, what an insult to the great artists of history, black, white or any other color. Right. Uh, who who honed a craft, who learned how to sculpt, who 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 had the talent to employ media to create visual and other kinds of art that are just stunning and rememberable. I mm-hmm. mean, to say that art is what you say it is or art is in the eye of the beholder, it's garbage. Right. Uh, and so because we've we've lectured uh, three generations of kids that that's true. Everyone's just like everyone's a TV show host. Now everyone's a blogger. Everyone's a celebrity. Thanks to reality TV. Everyone's an artist now. I mean, yeah, and so yeah. it's uh, whatever crap you want to churn out. Right. <laughs> it's, it's just, and the more political yeah. and anti conservative, uh-huh. the more you're going to make for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Madonna looks an awful lot like Manson put their pictures together. They look like they came out of the same plastic surgeon, whoever satanic plastic surgeon they went to, Could, but they're starting to look alike. It's very, very weird. Could um, be the same, same demon within them. <laughs> oh, you guys. Yeah, you know. Milty, I have to correct you. I guarantee it was a whole bunch of demons that went <laughs> in that out True, true. Oh, my gosh. I thought Madonna was bad enough, and Sam Smith on steroids uh, just dude. basically put it the, Have you ever heard of Stan Smith until that performance yesterday? Yes, because he did that song, Stay With Me, but it, you know, it was that one single that kind of climbed up the charts and then you didn't hear from him for a while and now he's just gone off the deep end he's wearing pasties and teddies and he's running around um with with these super over sexualized videos that are just so grotesque i mean it's bad when we when i say over sexualized i'm that's not a strong enough word 
Yeah. What happened to the other clown show? The guy who put his own blood in his tennis shoes and oh, who, yeah, a bunch of guy, people right. got killed at his concert. That's remember right. the guy yeah. who was a uh, worshiping Satan on yeah. stage. I can't think of his name. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think. Hmm. Um, no, I know who you're talking about. It's right there anyways. And isn't it interesting that, uh, that Satanism now, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, right. uh, it, people laugh at it. CBS was, was sending out texts before the show one of the texts actually from CBS said, we're we're ready to worship, uh-huh. anticipating what was going to happen. Literally, we right. are ready to worship. That's how they tie it. So the, all of CBS thinks this is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's bizarre. Uncle Milty. Was that Little Nas X? Is that who yeah, you're talking I think about? that's it. Yeah. yeah. Who even keeps it. track you know, of these? You know how, how lately the, the big thing that's so so funny people are using is they're saying, Mark, safe from this, Mark, mm-hmm. safe from that. I was so Mark safe last night. I was at mass when this was going on. <laughs> you were Mark Was safe. it a black mass? <laughs> no, no, no. It was just a regular oh, Catholic gosh. mass. It's pretty you bad. Know, uh, yeah. the, this, the whole thing is, is creepy. Uh, but let me say this. This is America, a land of religious pluralism. We have a First Amendment that guarantees you the right to worship anything or nothing. Mm-hmm. So let me say to all the f- Satanists out there, uh, I sincerely hope you meet your God one day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, C.S. Lewis, Lewis had a great point in the screw tape letters. And if you don't know the screw tape lever- letters, it's a, a book about a de- one devil mm-hmm. writing letters to another devil about the proper way to destroy a human soul. Right. And at one point, very apropos of this conversation, uh, old uncle screw tape said, in the end, when God ends the world, mm-hmm. he will claim everything that belongs to him. What's left, the devil says, is what we get. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, we've, we've talked about living in Sodom and Gomorrah, and this must be what it's like. And, uh, and maybe it gets way worse. I don't, I don't know how this is going to work. But uh, Milty offered up, well, a whole lot of Sodom anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's it's now, pretty now, much where now, we're at. Yeah, be careful because Sodom. Is, uh, this is why we surrender, right? Mm-hmm. Because Sodom actually takes us to the Bible, at least. Yeah. I mean, if kids are going to know what sodomy actually is, maybe that they'll be for, while they're getting uh, lectures in third grade about how to engage in an, anal intercourse. Maybe they'll go back to the Bible and look and see what Sodom really was. What do you think? <laughs> Seriously, is this, the, is this the way to bring back the Bible? Maybe so. We, maybe we can only be, hope. Oh gosh, you know, it, last night it was, but now. It's just in your face and we were talking on the last hour and I said if they would have gotten up every single one of those artists and said I want to thank Satan we would all still be going do you think though they might be Satan I mean I don't know I mean I, I'm just offended by what I saw but clearly they wouldn't all be Satanists right I mean that's kind of where we're at right now I think they could actually say that and we still wouldn't believe them I don't know what else they have to do well, look, to get in front of everybody and let them know who they are I would also suggest that that Hollywood crowd Mm -hmm. would be infinitely more uh, insulted Mm -hmm. if the artist spent 10 minutes talking about his relationship with Christ. I I, I absolutely categorically category that would annoy them. People would have walked out on that. We know that. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And as they get worse and worse and worse, the the viewership will go down. You know, I've done shows about the fact that all three major talk show hosts in the evening, all those evening programs, all three of them on all the, the, the three networks, they can't even touch a third to a half of the viewership combined that Johnny Carson used to reach. Not oh, even yeah. combined. Their audio 
audiences are so low. 244,000 people watch CNN too. And that's out of $331 million, or million people. So we have, the good news here is that a lot less people are worshiping their TV sets for news. And I, I realize that viewership on one, a lot of people watch stuff on their phones. I get it. But, you know, a friend of mine actually emailed me that story because I, mm-hmm. I didn't see it. She sent it to me. Right. And she said to me in her email, does this mean that maybe this is passing? Because uh, the story was about how few people were watching the Grammys. Right. A lot of uh, cultural people responded to it. And the 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 response, the overwhelming response seemed to be on social media, yawn, we've seen this before, this is getting old, it's not exciting anymore. And so, because there were so many people who responded that way, that this is not even, you know, it's not even outraging anymore. It doesn't mm-hmm. really even t- strike a chord with believers because it's just so, so plastic. Yeah. Um, and so she asked me, does this mean that this is dying? And I wrote back and said, well, it's either dying out as a cultural phenomenon or more ominously, mm-hmm. it's become so mainstream uh, that no one even bats an eye at it anymore. And if that's the case, then you will find that those of us who actually do believe uh, will find ourselves more and more on the list of cancellation. If, if that show yesterday is it's one of two things. It's either roll your eyes pathetic to get attention, or it's a signal mm-hmm. that, like you said, nobody walked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a signal that the culture has swung that way. Then if that's true, then the future for believing Christians is going to get a lot bleaker. Ah, yes, yes. What are your thoughts, Milty? I think that it's... <laughs> I, I don't know anymore. I, I really don't. It's it's just everything that's happening is so unbelievable to me. It it's it's actually pretty amazing, all of it. You know, the other thing that bothers me a little bit, and I'm I'm less bothered by some hideous, uh, some idiot Hollywood rap guy doing stupid stuff like that because yeah. that he's playing to his audience. Right. But you know, I mean, the broader culture wars. Where is institutional Christianity? Right. Where is it? I mean, we know that the institutional institutional uh, church, particularly the Catholic Church, but the Protestant ones too, mm-hmm. they're all they're all in on illegal immigrants, right? Because Jesus was an immigrant. We see those commercials on the TVs all the time. Well funded that group is. Okay, fine. So you walk into this country illegally, and we must instead of rendering to Caesar what is Caesar, we surrender to the immigrants. We give them all sorts of perks and benefits. That's fine. That's where the churches are. But when it comes to the sex traffic at the border when it comes to the mm-hmm. the people dying in the rivers right. and the, the deserts right. no one's saying where's the church on that yeah where is the church vehemence that we saw against donald trump for kids in cages right where do you see it now right no one ever said that the churches were not uh, it, were not susceptible to evil be right back kate daly show Hey, everybody. Kate here. You know, I had Dr. Zelenko on the show a couple of times. He's the one that gave ivermectin to President Trump. Make sure that you go to his website and it's right at the bottom of my homepage. So please find the Zelenko Z stack. He's got two products now. One is the uh, t- the product we're always talking about with four major ingredients that you need right now to build your immune system. The other one is a detox that's brand new. And I would take advantage of getting that as well. We all need to detox. Uh, 
Dr. Zelenko's website is fantastic. They'll kick the products out quick. Take advantage of this right now while supply chains are still in motion and uh, get as much of that as you possibly can. He's a fantastic doctor that just calls it like it is. That's what I love about him. So go to that on the bottom of my homepage. Look for the wonderful sponsors and find Dr. Zelenko Z-Stack. Thanks, guys. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I'm a retired RN, and I know to eat vegetables and stuff like that. I was taking my balance of nature because I was always tired. I was so weak, I could hardly get around. And so when I went on it, oh, you wouldn't believe, in the first three weeks, I was hopping around and everybody said, what the heck are you taking? I said, balance of nature, get yourself some and see how it feels. <laughs> Listen, anybody I get a chance to say it when they go, what the heck do you take? I say, balance of nature. Start your journey to better health with balance of nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code Kate. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly show. Sympathy for the devil. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. I have Dr. Uh, Duke Pesta from the Dr. Duke Show. That's an amazing show. And he covers so many areas, even beyond education. But man, is his thing education. He knows exactly what's going on in those schools. And I love him for it. I've got Uncle Milty here. And I just wanted to make sure you go to Inside Out Hyperbarics. Because what a great thing this is to have in your home. Talk about a bartering tool. <laughs> you have a hyperbaric machine in your home. A friend of mine whose uh, son fell, hit his head. They actually went right to a hyperbaric uh, machine place to be able to get some help and they don't live near me but I, I they went to a place and it, it has helped so much in his recovery so swiftly can I just say that it helps with dementia and Alzheimer's and cancer and anything that's going on with the cells in the body your cells need oxygen and this is a great way to get them the oxygen that they need to have a hyperbaric machine can be easily put away you can use it every day in fact it also gives you a twofer in helping you with collagen it restores collagen to help you look younger while you're doing it, which is kind of amazing benefit from getting your health back. But what a great bartering tool too. If you wanted to have something in the area of health to barter with, a hyperbaric machine would be insanely uh, and immensely wonderful to have it your, under your control. So you can have one in your home, uh, just over 200 bucks a month. And also give them a call at insideouthyperbarics.com, insideouthyperbarics.com. Go right to that website, call them up, ask questions. You're going to love this machine and it's going to help you so much in your recovery and also um, just for whatever. I Just go look at all the things that helps. It's amazing. I have Dr. Duke Pesta and Uncle Milty. We were just talking about, we kind of left off just talking about churches in general. And uh, we'll take it from there. Right, Duke? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was saying that uh, 
But what's really alarming in this culture is how the, the, there is no theology mm-hmm. that stands up to this, you right. know? I mean, the, the theology of the day seems to be, embar- number one, embarrassment about what the Gospels actually say. Yeah. Number two, mm-hmm. uh, a, an immediate rush to mm-hmm. inclusivity right. that by definition, has to exclude actual believing Christians. And then three, uh, to gather as much woke, non-believing praise as you possibly can. It's the only way you feel somehow that you can be, mm-hmm. make it. So, yeah. And then then there's the, the fourth port, point of all of this, which is the 501c3, the church that requires uh, its donations and its tax exemption over the Gospels too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a whole bunch right. of reasons why I think this is happening. Yeah. In fact, let me tell you a little story. So uh, there was a, a, a leader in my church that actually sat next to Mick Jagger on a flight. We played the song, so we played the Sympathy for the Devil. So let me talk about that for a moment because I think this is really important. So Gene R. Cook back in the 80s, so the the Rolling Stones had been around, what, two and a half decades, right? And he didn't realize who he was. And they were on a flight from Mexico and they were headed to either Houston or or Dallas. They were headed to Texas. And he sits down and and he realizes he's sitting next to this guy. And so he drums up a conversation and he said, you know, I'm Gene, you know, uh, Gene Cook, what's your name? He says, my name's Mick Jagger. Well, he didn't realize who he was. So he said, well, I'm glad to meet you. And he goes, no, I said my name is Mick Jagger. And he goes, yeah, I heard you, Mick. And he opened up the magazine and pointed to his picture in it in one of the magazines in flight and said, this is me. And so he, he then realized that. He started to ask him about music. And he said, uh, he said uh, you know, what is it? Why do you do what you do? What do you think is the impact? This is actually what he said. He said, what do you think is the impact of your music on young people? And this is a direct quote from Mick Jagger. This was in 1989 that he told this story. And he said, our music is calculated to drive the kids to have sex. Just hedonism. And I just thought that was really interesting that he would say that. Isn't it? You know, it is interesting. It it is interesting. And I think, you know, when you look at what the consequences of things like critical race theory mm-hmm. and uh, all of this progressive stuff that the, the sexuality ex- education right. for little, little kids. Right. I think that's right. It is. And I tell this to my university kids that the purpose of sex, according to the public school teachers and mm-hmm. the progressive educators, mm-hmm. is just rubbing skin against skin. You're animals. You're right. highly evolved animals. You don't have a soul. You don't have a spirit. You're just animals. And for the vast majority of the animal kingdom, sex is about rubbing flesh against flesh. There's nothing more to it. There's no yes. trust, no love, no commitment. Right. Uh, and so if you can do that, Right. Then really, and I think this is what perhaps maybe Mick Jagger was implying, mm-hmm. if we can get people to see the animals not as beneath us, but as us, right. then then clearly you're turning out generations of kids who can see no more beyond, no, can't see one inch beyond mm-hmm. materialism and they become materialistic. No, that's so true. And by the way, the response, this person, uh, Gene Arkick, did not know what to say to him when he said that. And so he quickly added, and this is a direct quote from Mick Jagger. Well, it's not my fault what they do. That's up to them. I'm just making a lot of money. And he was just coming from Mexico to do a a music video. And so why sex? Because I tell my kids all the time uh, this advice that either you make the decisions or the decisions make you. Okay, or the non-decisions make you. So your life, um, when you're just basically that hedonistic, is basically going to 
it's going to take over your life. It's going to actually make your decisions for you, right? And so when you can lead kids into having sex, not only does it harm self-esteem and it kind of kind of gives them, especially if they're church going in any way, it's going to make them feel that bad about themselves. And then every decision thereafter is a byproduct of basically the hedonism of have as much sex as you can and as much with as many partners as you can, right? Then you've got babies and abortions and you've got all the decisions decisions that make your life. And so I think there was definitely a calculated reason for him to say, this is my role. I get them to have sex and then everything they do from there on out is going to be a product of that, which doesn't look good for the kids. Right. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And for me, this is Mm -hmm. why we go back to where we started the show. This is why I think the the allegiance to the devil is much more obvious now. I mean, you've got uh, there's a lot of factions. You've you've got these um, satanic clubs now that are part of after school programs in public schools, because if you allow Christianity, you certainly have to allow the Satanists. Right. Mm -hmm. And now you've got um, a a large a a number of our celebrities and, and singers now who've claimed allegiance or, or are using the devil as a platform, it makes sense, right? Because right. we learn in uh, Matthew 4 and Luke 4 that the the world belo- the world and its pleasures, the world and its powers belong to the devil, right? right. Remember, Christ was, act- was, was offered by the devil. To, Jesus is taken to the top of the mountain and the devil says to him, shows him all the kingdom of the world's, kings of the, kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he's in that word glory, you've got power wealth, sex. Mm-hmm. And he says, all this will I give to you mm-hmm. if you fall down and worship me. And remember, Christ repeatedly warned people about the world, worldliness, materialism, the mm-hmm. world, the flesh, your body, which wants things it shouldn't, and the devil. Yeah. Materialism. These are the three great temptations. And you go back to the hedonism of Mick Jagger mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. other 60s music all the way today with this fake social activism, which is really just convincing kids that things like anal intercourse are just another kind of sex without any judgment, without any difference. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you're actually braver if you're engaging in alternative right. forms. That's what they sex, try to right? teach. That's what they try to teach. And, you know, the audacity and the gall of Satan to use scripture on Christ in that moment. I think is perplexing, right? I mean, the gall, the gall of doing that. Um, But I, I, so I kind of find that fascinating. And I also find it fascinating that he kept Judas around. Why did he keep Judas around knowing what Judas was going to do in in the company of 12? Why do that? Are you showcasing that everything can be infiltrated? Are we showcasing that nothing is above this evil of the world? It can all get in and that you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You you understand and expect those things to happen and you know they're going to happen. But it doesn't mean that everything is taught is bad if it is infiltrated. But I think he kept Judas around because I think there was a great lesson in it. Well, I mean, I think it seems pretty clear that Christ was mm-hmm. aware from an early mm-hmm. period, if right. not always, what, right. you, what, what he was. Sure. And there certainly there certainly had to have been an aspect of Ju- of, of uh, Judas that was attractive, right? In the right. sense that he, up until the end, he seemed to be fairly orthodox with what mm-hmm. was going on around him. But to me, the the broader question here or there about Judas, and we've we've wandered into kind of some interesting right, theological right. speculation, <laughs> sure. is that um, it's not what Judas did, which mm-hmm. is a very huge, I mean, it, there's a thin line between what Peter did, denying mm-hmm. Christ three times. Actually, mm-hmm. 
in some ways, what Peter did is worse. Yeah. I mean, when Peter looked Christ mm-hmm. in the eye and said, I will never sure. forsake you, and then denied him three times, right. uh, notice Christ knew that in advance, too. Right. Uh, what what ultimately Judas does, he went for the money, right? Mm-hmm. Which is perhaps less a less intimate and a less visceral betrayal. Right. However, the broader point for me is, is that um, the, the son of man had to come to grief somehow, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that, that what Christ recognized was, is that his death was the only way he could right. eradicate the sin of mankind. And so uh, it had to happen, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and so yeah. uh, without that, right. if, if that had, if that trigger hadn't been pulled, perhaps some other trigger would have been. And so I think that to me, there's a, a sense that mm-hmm. uh, there's something and, poignant about the fact it was one of his friends, not his major enemies, the, the scribes and yes. the Pharisees who un, 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 ultimately took him down. And he still kept him close when he only, you know, you could choose anyone you wanted and you did keep the person you knew was going to betray you close by. But also the fact that I think he was showing us free will. He cannot step into free will. You, 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 you're showcasing free will on a, on a grand stage right there, but you're also letting it, letting um, everyone know that even that 12 could be penetrated. Even there could be the instances where, uh, where we have this in every corner of our life because evil is so evil, right? I mean, to me, it's just a great example of just expect it. We sometimes we we're in this Pollyanna stage where we go, well, I know, but this has to be completely protected from evil or this or this. No, there is there any pocket of the world that is protected from evil? Of course not. And we all have free no. will. But I, I still wonder the question that started this conversation. Mm-hmm. Where where is the Christianity that holds Christ up high in mm-hmm. the way that now? certain aspects of progressivism are holding evil up high. Where are they? Where are they? Where are the martyrs? Where are the ones, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to me that um, our, our church leaders are more afraid of being called racist than they are standing by what they believe. Could be. Uh, so we need I, some yeah. definite courage on this, right. uh, Uncle Milty. I, I think part of that has been the lack of the teaching of the history of the saints, Mm-hmm. and how they were martyred and why they were martyred well, during their time. And an if we knew more too. about that, we would know more yeah. about what we need to do. Yeah. There's an ode to kindness right now. Kindness above all is the example of Christianity, but it isn't. <laughs> and and, and the kindness at the expense of speaking out for morals and values and principles is not okay, but we're being taught that in the world. And we're going to see that in a lot of leaders too. We're going to see a lot of people that adopt that over standing up. And that's exactly what you just made reference to, Dr. Uh, Pesta. I teach this to my kids unilaterally. Right. I mean, I teach whether I'm teaching Dostoevsky or mm-hmm. the Bible or Dante or any sure. of the great Christian writers. I start with I don't even talk about the authors. I start by explaining to them what is materialism mm. uh, and and w- w- what does the word because they're smart enough to know my university kids. When you call somebody materialistic, I say, are you flattering them or mm-hmm. are you insulting them? And they right. don't get that. You're insulting them. And I use that to step back. Ten seconds. To the broader philosophical ideas of materialism and 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 how limiting they are and how mm-hmm. ultimately how difficult morality okay. is possible in those circumstances. We'll be right back more with Dr. Duke Pesta, Uncle Milty, and myself. Be right back. Open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show.
back here with you on the Kate Daly Show and uh, final segment coming up here. And man, we have so much to talk about. How are we going to cram it in? But uh, of course, Balance of Nature, please go get that product, Balance of Nature. I take Balance of Nature every day and I take the FIQ copper supplement and magnesium supplement called Recuperate. This is on the web, my website now. You can actually click and go and it actually helps the show when you click the link at the bottom of katedalyradio.com. These products, we've got to get copper back in our system. It's the master, it's the master mineral that tells the body what to do. And without it, we are all hurting in so many areas. So make sure that you're up on your copper and make sure you're taking balance of nature for all of your nutrients, your fruit and vegetable nutrients. You need to be supplementing your diet and this is a great way to do it. It's what I do and I, I call it the great multivitamin because together what a multivitamin that is. Uh, balanceofnature.com code word Kate gets you 35% off and free shipping. Order these products, get your body back. And uh, of course, my pillow 2.0 it helps you to the new 2.0 pillow is a two for one deal right now because they just came out with it and it keeps you cool all night long has a new technology on the cover of it that actually keeps you cool it is an amazing pillow please go get one while you can at two for one the two for one deal mypillow.com code word kate um we have uh, dr duke pesta and uh we were just talking on the off the air and i wanted you to say what you were saying on the air because i thought it was so good Sure. From my perspective, you know, the average, most of our conservative commentators are looking at the world today and seeing what our problems are today. But it's the unique ability or curse, depending upon how you look at it, right. of being a university professor. I'm standing before every year for every year for see, I tell my students this every year I get older. But uh-huh. every year my students say this stay the same age. That's a very yeah, interesting that thing. That is right? interesting. Yes. Yeah, I hadn't thought yeah. about it that way. And and so what I've seen over 30 years is what the world is going to look like in a very short time. Ouch. And it's not optimistic. When you when I see 30 years ago when mm-hmm. I started teaching, uh, even the kids who had who were not raised Christian and had no idea about the Bible, even those kids had a vague sense, a fairly accurate sense of what the arc of Christianity was, what happened. Mm-hmm. They could, I could give them quotes like uh, I would randomly say, who, who, uh, who, who said the Sermon on the Mount? And they could all get it, even the, the atheist kids. Fast forward to today, these kids overwhelmingly, like eight out of 10 of my students, they know nothing. They, they have no idea that there's a worldview outside of materialism, that they don't, no one's ever talked to them about the, the philosophical possibilities. Nobody's ever asked them to imagine life beyond a materialist level. Uh, uh, they, they, they're completely ignorant to thousands and thousands of years across the world of all this incredible debate and commentary mm. and all the unique things that religion has contributed, good and bad, they're completely oblivious to it all. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and I make that point with my kids. You, whatever your worldview, you have been robbed of an education because right. all you've been taught is the basest instincts of our behavior, that you don't have to sacrifice anything because animals don't sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's never been a lion who gave its life up for the gazelles or a, right. a shark who gave his life up for the tuna fish. It doesn't happen. And so that's these are the ethos. You don't even realize, I say to them, these are the guiding ideas that you live your life by. And you've never once asked yourself what they really mean. One quickly, I know I'm, I'm droning on, but this oh, always great. gets them when I tell my kids. I said, Ray, okay, because most of them agree. Most of them will, will proudly agree that nothing matters, that, that the, there is no purpose to life. 
And then I ask them and I say, okay, well, raise your hand then if you think the purpose of your life is simply to stay alive as long as possible and to be as comfortable as you can make yourself. Hmm. And not one of them has ever raised their hand. So I say to them, okay, then you don't believe you're an animal because every animal other than us is perfectly content to stay alive as long as possible and to be as comfortable as possible. So you categorically reject that. And yet you still call yourself a materialist. How does that work? (laughs) And you should look at the the, the look on their faces. I'll bet. 22 years old, they've been in school for 17 of the first 22 years. Hmm. And they, they don't know how to answer that because no one's ever suggested to them that there might be an answer behind, uh, bigger than or beyond the we're all just animals argument. Jeez. Jeez. They, have, they have been totally indoctrinated that to, to think that and say that is offensive to most human beings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, earlier in a local hour, we were talking about inclusive clubs, which is kind of the craziest hypocrisy in the world. You have a club to be inclusive, but also the kindness thing, the, those kindness songs being taught in school so that you don't stand up for anything. You don't stand up for morals or values. You just be kind as if it is the only thing achievable that is worth anything is just how kind you are, which basically means how much you shut up. Um, well, I, kindness, yeah. kindness means acceptance. acceptance. You're only kind yep. if you accept accept whatever you see. Yes. And then also I wanted to make sure I, I went and saw, finally saw the movie. The time I, I really tried to refrain because I just don't like watching Hanks anymore. There's just too much stuff out there about him, but we were dying to see a movie. So we went and saw the auto movie. And of course they had the transgender line, the transgender character. That was the sympathetic character that only got bullied, I guess, didn't have any life other than getting bullied. Mm. And Tom Hanks went in to save him, buy him a car, things like this, or give him a car. And I don't know if anyone remembers this, but on the show in 2020, we came out and we said, look, in September of 2020, the Academy Awards came out and they said, if a movie or if any movie out there does not meet at least two diversity standards, um, including more than LGBTQ narratives and cast members, it will not be included in any award show. Yep. So, so they're exclusionary, of course. Exclusionary. Um, mm-hmm. You know, think, think about what you said about that new movie with Tom Hanks. Yes. About how the trans kid gets the car just because he's trans. Yes. Now, compare that to Gran Torino, Gran Torino with Clint Eastwood. Remember that movie? Yep. Mm-hmm. Where the young Asian kids who had, were bullied and the young Asian kids uh, who, who weren't completely accepted. Right. How Clint Eastwood with his belief in God and his conservatism, created a movie where those kids, he mm-hmm. sacrificed his life for them. He taught them hard levels, lessons. He made them stand up and become right. responsible. And only when he died for them did he get, leave them the car, his car in his will, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And compare that to the the cheap more the cheap sentiment sentimentality of the Tom Cruise uh, the Tom Hanks mm-hmm. movie where simply being different earns you perks yes. you don't have to work or do you don't have to do anything you have to be responsible or accountable and compa- contrast that to what Eastwood did twenty years ago right. it shows you how fast our our Hollywood culture has disintegrated. You're so right. Uncle you know I, I I dare to say. That the vision I had when you made the statement, only when he died for them, yeah. was. Yeah, absolutely. I, I saw yeah. Christ right. on the cross. Yeah. That, yeah. 
Um, and that is the great revelation of Christianity. Mm-hmm. It's sacrifice. I tell that to my kids too. Uh, the, the, the progressives tell, tell my students that you're a good person and you don't have to change mm-hmm. as long as you vote the right way. Right. As long as you have the right politics, my, my kids believe, mm-hmm. political correctness, then you're good. Sure. I point out that notice how all the professors who tell you that don't sacrifice anything for mm-hmm. their politics. Yep. They get rich and they get tenured yeah. telling you what to do. I point then to the cross. Now, whatever you think about Christianity, I said, you cannot deny mm-hmm. what it was that he felt he was dying for, wh- sure. what he was giving his life for. And I suggest to them that your politically correct morality, which is completely devoid of sacrifice, personal sacrifice, socialism, right? You can make the rich pay, eat the rich, burn down yeah. the 1%, right? Right. Tore, take, tore down, tear down and burn buildings of richer people than you. That's what you get from that morality. Yep. So In Christianity, you're not doing it right mm-hmm. until you make yourself the servant of those who are weaker than you. And whatever you think about religion, and here's the, they're honest. I say, I ask them this question when I have that conversation with them. Mm-hmm. I say, which is the higher morality? Morality that says make yourself happy, the, the Mick Jagger philosophy, the hedonism. I ask these kids and I say, what's the higher morality? Living for yourself or living for others? And every one of them agrees living for others. And so I say to them, then, then you're not only not materialists, but you're not hedonists and you're not even progressives, I say. Wow. wow. But how come, and I said, how come you're 22 years old mm-hmm. and you're hearing it from your Shakespeare professor? You're right. hearing it from your, uh, your uh, C.S. Lewis teacher. How come I'm the one after 22 years of school that you finally hear, and, and I do this, I swear mm-hmm. to you, on a book, I do this every semester. I offer my class $1,000, anyone in my class, $1,000 cash if you ever have another class like this in your education. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I've been Good doing it for 30 job. years. $1,000 if Holy you can cow. show me that you have a class right. that discusses these issues seriously. And in 30 years, I have not had a single kid come back mm. to me and say, you owe me $1,000. Not even trying to scam me. They never do yeah, it. Yeah, I love well. that. That is... Really and truly, that's so commendable. And I'm so glad you're doing this. I just wish we could duplicate you on every university. Even having one of you on every, in every university wouldn't be enough. And uh, I wish we had more because our kids never hear these messages. Here's another thing, too, I wanted to mention before we sign off, too. When I was mentioning the 2020 September new rules for movies, because everyone subject, is subjected to this. Keep, in this. keep this in mind. This has been going on three years now. And you'll notice it in all the movies. But the rules they placed... Um, the diversity and representation. They first said hiring more LGBTQ people and having more narratives. They have to have a narrative in the movie somewhere, somehow a character has to be gay. But then they they said women and then people of color and those with cognitive and physical disabilities. They threw that in at the end because they can't make it look like it's all about LGBT and trans and, uh, and women, right? Because they have to make it look like it's a balanced approach to the movie and they care about all. But I remember in school, we had a couple of kids that had cognitive disabilities. Nobody was mean to them. Nobody ever bullied them. We had a, you know, even back then in the 70s and 80s, we had uh, kids that were taught by their parents to be nice to people you always had a few bullies in every school but what's interesting is is our youth the very youth you're talking about the youth that can't say they're you know presented with any other messages any other anything other than you know what they're taught by the media 
Now moving forward, every single movie they see, you're going to be taught that everyone is bullied. You're not. You're never bullied. Everyone else is bullied, and that's going to take top priority in your movies for victim classes. Yep. We're just taught so many ill-conceived, crazy things right now. Wow. And it, the only potential for anybody to be a bully is if mm-hmm. you're white, male, yes. and yep. straight, and particularly yep. Christian. Yes. If you're that, the, I mean, the, 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 we have so narrowed down. Look, I noticed this 20 years ago. When notice how the, the villains and all the bad uh, uh, action movies, they used to be Nazis, but they also used to be, yeah. uh, you know, uh, black mafia. Right, right. They used to be people of different backgrounds. A Scarface was all about a Hispanic mm-hmm. villain. Now, Every villain in every movie is either a neo-Nazi or a Russian. That's you're it. right. You're right. Yep. And um, on that same note, too, we have so many people that will say jokes about the stereotypes of the Chinese or the uh. Hispanic. That is not a bully. You can laugh at our differences. You can laugh at cultural things that just make us different people. But now it's in the scope of bullying. So that's why everything is so censored now. You cannot say a thing. Well. Ninety-five percent of comedy is based on yes. observing differences, exactly. right? Exactly. Which is why Dave Chappelle, who mm-hmm. is both a black male and a Muslim, which should put him really high on the victimhood, right. simply by daring to question the alphabet people, as he call I love that, as he calls the LGBTQ, they want him canceled. So, uh, the, I mean, it's, the people doing the canceling are primarily white liberals, and they, because they're white liberals, they can go after a black Muslim. Muslim male if they don't tow the LGBTQ. Let's be very clear before I have to sign off. The LGBTQ are not victims, nor are they uh, bullied. They mm-hmm. are the bullies. They yep. are every aspect of our culture, from corporate America to social media to the White House itself, to our public schools, to our law schools, to uh, everything that we do, our sports teams, it's them. Yep. They are the orthodoxy. They yes. are normality everything and that allows them to bully everything and everyone else including a black muslim like dave mm-hmm. chappelle who mocks everything including his own race right right he, he can't be allowed to speak according to them no it's so true by the way headline today u.n to push religious communities to fully comply with human rights law to empower yep. the lgbt so when we get global socialism, yep. that will how it looks. Yep. The religion will take a backseat to the LGBTQ. Thank you, Dr. Duke. Yep. Uh, Dr. Thank Duke you. Show, and thank you, uh, thank you so bless. much. See you next week. And, of course, Uncle Milty with me. Be faithful, be fearless. Please go buy a coin. You only have two weeks left to do it. The replica coin is only available for the next two weeks. You can get them here in studio, cash or check, or you can order them online at katedallyradio.com. Please do this. It's marked up just to help the show, and you put 30, 40 bucks of silver back in your pocket. That's pretty nice, right? Uh, Please go do that for the show. Thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow.